Welcome to the Food and Faith Podcast, conversations from the soil and around the table with your co-hosts, Anna Wolfenden, Derek Weston, and Sam Chaney. Welcome back to the Food and Faith Podcast. This is Derek Weston, and today we have a great guest and an announcement. Today's guest is Itai Schimmel. Itai Schimmel immigrated to Israel 12 years ago and is the founder of Artsa, the fastest growing faith subscription box. Arts' mission is to connect people to the land of the Bible through meaningful, immersive, and educational experiences, while simultaneously supporting small Israeli businesses, artisans, and charities. Each box is packed with exquisite and varied locally sourced items, bringing the story, scripture, and character of each city and its artisans to life. I'm happy to announce that the Food and Faith podcast is now an affiliate of Artsa. Listeners of the podcast can save 25% off of any Artsa box order with the code FOODANDFAITH25. Go to artsabox.com to see previous boxes and to order the next one. Also, you can see me unboxing the most recent box from the Negev region on our YouTube page. Finally, a reminder that you can support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. Go to www.patreon.com slash foodandfaithpodcast. Every little bit helps, and thank you to our current supporters. Okay, let's listen to my conversation with Itai Schimmel. All right, I am here with Itai Schimmel. Itai, thank you so much for being with us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to have a chat with you. So, um, Itai, we like to begin all of our shows with this question is, what is your geography? What are the places, the culture, the food, the music, um, anything that you think of that can, that has shaped you to be the person that you are today? Yeah, sure. Good question. Cause I guess it, it had so much influence on, on my life and what I do now. Um, my mother is Israeli. My father's British. Um, when they met, they moved to London. Um, and that's where they raised me and I'm one of six kids. That's where they raised all of us with five boys, one girl. So I grew up up until the age of 18 in London. My grandparents are here in Israel. So we used to visit them when I was a kid and I always knew, I, I, I can't really explain why exactly, but I had a very strong connection and it was always kind of sad for me to leave and go back to London. So when I was already quite young, I made the decision that when I'm going to graduate high school, I'm going to move here to Israel and that's where I'm going to live my life. So that was 12 years ago. So I graduated when I was 18 years old. I moved here. I moved to Jerusalem. Uh, I lived with my grandparents for a few years and then I got my own place. And I don't know if you've been to Israel or people listening have been to Israel, but there's so much to talk about. But, you know, just because we're going to talk about food for a moment, the, the, the food kind of why I think it's so interesting here in Israel is it almost the food tells the story of the land in a way. Because Israel is just this massive melt. It's a tiny country, but it's this massive melting pot of history, of faith and cultures. And, you know, it's just there's you can be on one street and you can have people who originally come from Ethiopia and Yemen and Egypt, but then also from Poland and England and from America and from France and from all over the Middle East. So each of them over the thousands of years have brought their culture and kind of their story and their history and they really kind of represent it in their food so you can go to a table and then almost tell the story and the history of israel yeah so so it's almost impossible for it not to have an effect on you and kind of mm. shape shape the way you view i guess this country and your connection to the land mm. I, I, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about about israel but yeah. I, I am kind of interested in having felt that connection to 
Israel and these visits to your grandparents, what is it that was different from being in London? What was there, was there an energy yeah. that was just different or what, what about it made London feel that you didn't have quite that same connection? Uh, so many things. Uh, I'm going to say that <laughs> I love London. London is great. It's a wonderful city. I had an amazing childhood growing up there. However, Israel, I, it always felt like home, even when I was mm. a small kid, which is kind of strange. Um, I guess, I mean, there's the first reason, which is the historical and biblical connection to it. So kind of if you read the Bible from when you're a kid and growing up, you hear all the places and the stories. So when you actually come here and see it and feel it yourself, it kind of really brings it to life and you already feel like you have a very strong connection to it. But then on the other side of it, like the cultural side, uh, the people here are very warm and like they're incredibly friendly for the good and the bad, right? They're like, they'll treat you like their brother, which means like they'll be incredibly rude to you in the street sometimes. <laughs> on the other hand, they'll, you know, if you ever need anything, like they're like your brothers and sisters. So they'll help you mm. with everything and open up their hearts and the house and they really welcome you in, which is a beautiful thing. Um, and they're very, I find Israelis incredibly passionate about life and about achieving things and doing things and changing things and they're very ambitious so it's just a very i find it like a very healthy environment to surround myself in and the people mm -hmm. who i surround myself with i feel are very passionate people who kind of really want to do things um whether it's on a small scale or big scale or just internally with family or just working on themselves um i just always connected with that and i always found it very uh inspiring I, you know and i kind of want to live my life and my I want to be in a place which um, kind of really inspires me every day. So that was, I think, uh, the main the main reason why I moved here. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, I, I love I love to hear that. I think I think we just kind of find find those spaces where where there's just you know there's that energy that that yeah. That, speaks to us speaks to our hearts speaks to our spirits and uh it's cool that you've you found that in israel talk to us a little bit about arts of box uh tell us a little bit about why it got started and what was what were your thinking and um all those sorts of things yeah sure um so I started arts of box two just over two years ago and it really came about in the pandemic before arts of box i was doing something else um and then there was the big lockdown in Israel from COVID. So we weren't allowed to leave our houses. It was very strict and it lasted for, I think, like two months or something. So suddenly I had a lot of free time in the evenings. Um, I live on top of a street, which has a lot of retail underneath. And there were shops closing down like every other day, which was really heartbreaking to see. They relied very heavily on tourism and the skies were closed, which means no tourists were able to come to the country. So and they were kind of, I, there were two thoughts behind Artsa, two missions. One of them was, how can I do something to help the small businesses and charities in Israel, which relied so heavily on tourism and people coming in um, and the most incredible, wonderful people. And on the other hand, it's so many people have such a strong connection to the land, to Israel for so many reasons, whether it's um, ideological or whether it's biblical, or whether it's something to do with their faith. And either they'll come here and it's really, it's like this life-changing trip or they'll never actually be able to come. And for me, it's so important to actually see the land. And I knew that because I grew up outside of Israel. So how can I connect people to the land of Israel in a meaningful and immersive and educational way, which is also able to share? So those are the two missions. And that's how we, I came up with the idea of, well, why don't we give people this immersive experience of Israel and at the same time support the small businesses and local charities here as well? So we created the subscription box, Artsa, 
which takes you on a journey through the land of Israel. Every three months, you'll receive a box from a different city or region in Israel. And then all the products inside that box will be from small businesses and charities from that specific city. Uh, and you, it'll, they'll, kind of, they'll tell the best that city has to, has to offer from whether it's foods and spices, which you buy in the local markets there, or whether it's going to be history and you know the scripture, whether it's written content we include in the boxes, from art to ceramics to hand-carved olive wood products and gifts to there's like games for the kids so you can do something which is educational and share it together there's really we kind of try and capture the essence of the city and put it in a box and deliver it to your door and every three months you receive another box from a different city and you kind of really go on this tour through the land of israel with every box that you receive and the name art so it comes from genesis 12 5 where god told abraham uh, i want you to leave from your home and from your birthplace and go up towards the land and then the biblical Hebrew word is Arza, which is the word used specifically for towards the land of Israel. And that's really what we're trying to deliver. We're trying to deliver, we're trying to bring the land of Israel to you as if you're going up to the land. Um, and that's kind of where the name came from as well. That's beautiful. Um, I, I have so many questions. How did you, when you were first getting off the ground, how did you initially connect with the craftspeople and artisans that you were? going to for that first box yeah um, how did well, you connect was, with those people those business yeah, it was a challenge because i was locked in my house in my bedroom so the markets <laughs> were closed the shops were closed you weren't allowed out the house it was in, you know and also these small businesses and artisans they don't usually have like websites and stuff like that so it's really hard to find them so we started uh what do we do well i, I went on to facebook there's like one of these big facebook groups of like one of the secret jerusalem it's called and I just wrote like, hey, you know, looking to buy products from small businesses to help support them during COVID. And again, I guess, like I was saying about Israel, everyone's trying to help each other. We got like hundreds of comments in like an hour of like, hmm. my friend does this, my friend does that, help my friend, you know. And then immediately we kind of reached out to so many of these people. And then it's kind of just built out from then. You know, they tell us about their friends, we work with them. And then they tell us about the other five friends who do like another five amazing things. And we've kind of built that network out. And then when we were allowed at the houses again and kind of things started coming down and life started going back to normal, we started going to the markets and we started visiting the cities and talking to the local people and visiting the charity organizations. And yeah, it's kind of really just built up this network. But uh, at the beginning, it was, it was really, it was really, really challenging. It was crazy. It was literally from my bedroom, just phoning people and trying to figure out like how we can work together. And it was, it was wild. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, we become so insulated, you know, I think we here in the United States, you know, we were thinking about our businesses, our restaurants, and, and particularly at that time, feeling very insulated, I think, in, in the beginning of the pandemic, thinking very focused on our, our local neighborhoods. But, you know, we, I think, lose sight of, you know, the ways that the pandemic impacted places like Israel that are so um, dependent on tourism, so dependent so, yeah. on people coming to visit and 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 people um, coming and and visiting and making pilgrimages and all those sorts of things. That it, it really is um, amazing to have um, folks like you who are thinking that like how how do we how do we support these businesses how do we 
come alongside these businesses that are are so dependent on tourist dollars. I, I mean, I, I think I imagine that that had to have been just a, a huge relief for some of those for the, some of those small businesses yeah. think that like they're still going to have some outlets for, for yeah. their work We've, and their crafts and things like yeah. that we we went to so Bethlehem for example Bethlehem over and Bethlehem and Nazareth over 70% of the population of the entire city relies on tourist related businesses so imagine 70% of the city just suddenly has no business and they don't know for how long and it's, yeah. it's crazy it's, it's very scary um, we've had a lot like countless of our artisans and charities who we've phoned and told them we want to work with them and we've placed the order like they've cried on the phone to us mm. um and they've told us like that you have saved our business so you've allowed us to keep all of our employees for another five months so and it just happens it's happened again and again which has been uh, it, it's crazy and it's very overwhelming and i'm incredibly grateful that we were in a position to connect people in in the way that we were able to connect them to the first in our first box, which was from, um, which was a Nazareth box, there's an organization called Susan's House. They are an amazing organization, um, which they, there's like a home for kids who are, live on the streets. So they find the kids who are on the streets have been thrown out of their homes for various reasons. They bring them in, they house them. They kind of go through this whole rehabilitation uh, course. So, and, but I think they, they, they live there for a few years as well. A part of that is art therapy. Um, where they create, you know, they learn how to, um, you know, whether it's glass blowing, ceramics or art or painting or whatever it's going to be. And the really cool thing about that organization is that they then there's like a gallery where you can actually buy the products that the kids make and the money goes straight to the kids. So it's almost kind of teaching them the independence and the self-worth of, you know, you can create and sell and you know, you'll, you'll see the rewards for, for the work that you make. So we phone them up and, you know, they create these beautiful uh, blue ceramic hearts for us. Kind of, we can hang them on your, on your, uh on your wall but when i phoned them up she started crying like the woman who, who i spoke from the organization um and i was like you know what what happens everything okay and she said an hour before you called me the bank had phoned us up and they were like if you guys can't figure out how to pay you know for whatever you guys owe us we're gonna have to close down your organization wow. and she was like by you placing the order for x amount you've kind of given us that that lifeline which is crazy that was like Wow. two weeks into even the idea coming up so you know it was really it was mad it was really crazy it was it was like a response that's phenomenal uh that's, yeah. that's that's such a that's such a great story so so how far has the reach of arts of box been have you where where are you where are you sending where are you sending these boxes <laughs> so at the moment we only sent to the u.s okay. um because there's food products inside um and you have to deal with every country's you know food body regulations yes. and fda yeah. and so we work with very close with the fda and we make sure everything's approved and we um so at the moment we only send within the us but um today we've sent over seventy nine thousand boxes which is wow crazy 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 like we didn't this was something we came up with in the bedroom you know in, in uh, we had years. no idea yeah in two years wow the maddest craziest thing yeah, so within America, our reach is great. You know, we're always trying to grow, we're always trying to reach more people and trying to build our network and the communities which we have. Um, but it's been it's been amazing. Yeah, it's been really like I said, crazy. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have I have uh plenty of friends who have been to Israel. I have not yet. Um I've been there um and, and for so many uh, for for every person, actually, I will say who has been to Israel, it's been life changing 
it's been yeah. it's been formative um it's been it's been whether it's been about um having the experience of kind of seeing these spaces that they've read about in scripture or just being being around the people like the the, the way that you're describing the people in in Israel um that that sort of warmth and hospitality those things have been life-changing experiences for people um what are what kind of feedback are you getting from people i mean it's obviously it's not going to be the same the same experience of being there but like what kind of feedback are you getting from people as they they open the box and they they taste these foods and see these and see these crafts and play these games things like that like what what kind of feedback are you getting um yeah the feedback's the fun it's such a fun part of it because people often like they share us videos of like the unboxing and who they unbox it with so whether it's you know a couple on a date night or whether someone's for their bought it for their grandparents or uh you know like a homeschool mom for the kids or something or someone in church group it's i love watching watching people opening up um we created the box to be uh firstly it's very much going to touch your soul and you know it's got a very strong faith part to it and that really kind of connects people and like hits people in like a very deep level so kind of people sometimes get emotional when they open up the box or like very moved by it but it's also going to be something fun and it's going to be something creative and it's going to be something you know something which you can share with your friends and your kids and kind of really talk about and you know there's recipes and you can go cooking and you know there's a lot of games inside as well it's very important we wanted something that can include the kids in the whole experience too um, there's beautiful art there's some you know there's it's interactive it's educational it's immersive so uh people very often people like are really deeply moved by it by the same time it's also very fun as well which is this nice balance you know it's going to be a gift as well so either even to give to yourself or to share so we wanted to have this balance of um deeply moving and connection to faith but also really fun yeah that's great so we are the Food and Faith podcast. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about food. Um, tell us a little yeah. bit about some of the food items that have come from the various regions of Israel, and 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 also tell us a little bit about the the folks who are are providing those. Yeah, sure. So every box has at least three food elements, get products inside, because food's important, and everyone loves food. Absolutely, Israel has amazing food, uh, and I love to show off the food in Israel. Um, and then it also has one of those three items is going to be ingredients for a recipe and that recipe is included inside the box as well so whether it's spices or whether it's something like uh date honey or something whether it's carob syrup which is incredibly unique and i don't know if many people have had carob syrup but it's Mm. actually really tasty you can make some amazing things it's included that was a sneak peek for our christmas box but um (laughs) um there's so we've had one of all right we've worked with um a third generation spice farm in the Galilee. Um, mm. They're incredible. They're called, uh, in Hebrew, they're called Derechatavlinim, which means the spice road. Um, and they specialize in blends. So they locally grow all of the spices, but then they create these amazing spice blends for different dishes that you make. So there's this dish called shakshuka. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like mm. the, the most classic quintessential like Israeli dish. It's basically what everyone prepares on the weekend for like a brunch. Mm. And it's this, um, it's the, this uh, tomato onion base base in a frying pan. And then you crack eggs inside and then you have like feta cheese and you know, parsley on top. And it's got these amazing spices. It's incredibly tasty. So we had, uh, we've worked with that farm 
many, many times, and they've provided us from shakshuka spice blends to incredible Bedouin tea, which is um, Bedouin tea is very traditional, probably goes back thousands of years, and it has hyssop inside, which is also very biblical um, spice as well, very native here to the land of Israel and the surrounding Middle East. Uh, so we have those in kind of the Christmassy winter boxes to have this really delicious tea inside. We've had halva. Do you know what halva is? Like a, yes. another very classic Israeli Middle Eastern dessert. Um, we've had Israeli grown and ground coffee beans, which mm. is incredibly unique because not many people know that Israel has coffee, but they they're amazing. This amazing um, this amazing uh, new farm uh, not too far from where I live called Agro Cafe. Um, what else have we've had? We've had um, amazing chocolates from uh, this company called Holy Cacao. It's actually he's American. His name is Joe Zander, and he moved to Israel and twenty something years ago. wasn't happy with the chocolate in the country. Opened up his boutique chocolate factory, and he makes the most amazing, amazing chocolates. And he's created some things for us. We've had uh, sumac, which is um, another spice. It's like this red spice. It's almost a bit. Uh, like sour, like lemony. Hmm. Um, and you can make like amazing rices and chickens with it and all types of like these like really hearty dishes. Um, zatar. Zatar is like a very classic, again, Middle Eastern uh, spice. And that came along with the recipes for this zatar flatbread with laban and cheese. I can go on and on. There's so much food <laughs> and the food here is so good. It's it's so good. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that we we love in talking about food is that like, food is a great way of getting to know uh people right it's a great way of getting to know a group of people what do you feel like the foods you know obviously as as you're as you're sending these boxes and, and and kind of designing these boxes you're thinking that these foods kind of tell a story about the region that they're coming from uh what do you find that food like what are the stories that food is telling about these regions as, as you're sending them out? What, are, what does it say about the people? What is the, what are the foods, what are the foods communicating about who the people are and, and about what they, what they care about, what they value? Yeah. Um, great question. There's, uh, there's two parts to it. I think one of the things when I think of like, what is Israeli food? I mm. always go back to like the seven biblical species where there's going to be, you know, it's pomegranates and olives and dates. Um, and, you know, I always think that that's, uh, that's also kind of really important and also really symbolizes what Israeli food is. And it kind of is this, the food is, and whatever recipes you make, it's kind of like this modern spin on something which is so deeply rooted in history and the biblical connection to the land of Israel for thousands and thousands of years. And you can kind of take that and create amazing, new, fresh, really cool dishes, but it always has that original connection and rooting to this land and the history of this land and biblical connection to this land. And I always find that very, very beautiful. And there's so many ways that that can be presented and it's always modernized and it's always coming up with fresh ideas. Um, And I really, really like that. So those are kind of, for me, pomegranate is something which is so connected to the land of Israel. Um, And also there's like so much... um, biblical thought and stories that can go, go into pomegranate and there's so much that you can cook whether it's going to be some amazing salads and desserts to you know some incredible chicken dishes and meat dishes um you know eggplant which is another very classic israeli dish here there's so much that you can make there the other thing is um it's like we mentioned at the beginning and like you just mentioned now is the food 
you know, if we go up to, um, let's say, if I'm going to go up to Nazareth, you know, and I'm going to sit with Teresa, who she's this amazing uh, Christian Arab, and she, you know, she's a mother of three daughters. She's one of the soap makers that we've worked with, and she's amazing. You know, we come there, and she brings down, uh, you know, she lives on the bottom floor. Her grandma lives in, like, the apartment above her. Her great aunt lives in the apartment across the road. And every time I go to see her, like, everyone comes out of their houses and their grandma is like holding some Turkish coffee and like her, her aunt is like got a whole plate of biscuits for me. And then she comes out with like some other food and someone comes out with like zata bread on like a, you know, zata spice on like a, on a pita or lapa bread. Um, and it's, it's all about hospitality and kind of sharing mm. your culture, you know, cause that's also, those are um, foods and drinks which are very native to let's say the, Arab Christian population, especially in Nazareth, is kind of like the very classic food. So um it's it's storytelling. It's kind of what Teresa saw her mom and her mom saw her mom, you know, her parents, and you know, it's kind of just passed down through the generations, and it's kind of her now bringing to the table like what she thinks represents her heritage for her. So the ability to share that and you know have a conversation and a meal over that is is really special. That's, that is, I hope that answered the question. I kind of went. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. That's that's <laughs> that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And again, I, I, you know, part of what we love to talk about is just all the ways that that food tells story and food connects yeah. people and binds people and 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 becomes the impetus for relationships. All of that is 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 really beautiful to me. I'm curious. Have you? Um, uh, knowing that there are, you know, there's a mix of faiths in yeah. in israel and, I, and i'm wondering yeah. have you been able to um work with artisans across that mix of faiths yes we i like to stay completely apolitical so i think what's beautiful about what we've created the arts is yes there's a lot of faiths yes there can be a lot of tension and conflict but that's not at all what i'm here for and it's not at all what i want to promote i also think that between all of us there's a lot of common ground and a lot of shared history and a lot of shared culture and a lot that is to be admired by each faith and each culture and a lot to learn and a lot to respect and also a lot to teach. So for me, it's kind of about looking at what connects us and trying to be able to work together. And we do that. So, you know, we've worked with, um, we work with Jews and we also work with Christians and we also work with Muslims and we work with Christian Arabs and we've worked with like a whole variety. We've worked with Ethiopia, you know, Jewish Ethiopians. We work with with um, with with people from everywhere and everything. Um, one of the organizations, which is one of my favorite, is a uh, it's um, they're based in the Galilee as well. They're called Sindiana, and they are a cooperative which they um, work with as a policy. They work with Jews and Muslims and, and Christians together, and they source all of their products from all of their farms. They made you know they mainly work with um, with with um, with olives and with carobs and and those those types of things, um, and in the factory as well, they employ Jews and Christians and Muslims together, and they create the most incredible, really high quality, beautiful products. And it's all about coexistence and kind of, you know, stripping it back and kind of looking what really connects us and working together. And we've worked with them several times. They're the ones that have prepared something for our Christmas box as well. So super excited about that because I I love them so much. Um, and yeah, I think that's something important. Um, and that's kind of something which which we want to promote. 
leave politics, you know, politics mm-hmm. is so much part of everyday life. That's yeah. that's not for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And and like that, that to me is is such a beautiful um, opportunity that you have to be able to to not only work with those organizations, but really highlight that that kind of spirit of cooperation and yeah. highlight that spirit of interreligious dialogue yeah. and, and highlight, you know, the conversations that are happening between faiths. And and yeah. when when we really do put aside the the kind of artificial things that divide us really finding that there is so yeah. much that brings us together yeah and we get we get hate from like people see us around on like the internet and you get comments like you know boycott this company or how dare you occupied land or help the palace and i'm like if you guys would like stop for a second and read what we actually do you'd see that we're actually working with everyone and trying to promote everyone and trying to like really create something beautiful here so um yeah, I, I always uh, try and educate them, but um, you know, it, what can you do? Well, and I and I will say, you know, that I, I and I I'm glad you said that because you know I I my you know red flags went up. And then I went and I went on your website and then I read the stories of some of your artisans and I was like, oh, this is this is a wonderfully inclusive group of 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 businesses and i was i was absolutely thrilled to see that and it made me it made me more excited to think about ways to collaborate and and wanting to have this conversation so thank you i I really i was really excited when i saw that because it can be uh when anytime you're you're talking about you know israel it can be very very polarizing can be very polarizing very 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 polarizing I well, and I, and I just wanted to say that I I, I was really grateful to see yeah. what I saw on your website. I it's really, it's saw really that important that, for us. It's that's it's important. So so you you kind of hit it a little bit out at the Christmas box. <laughs> <laughs> is is that the? I would imagine that's that's probably the next one that's coming out. Yeah. So there's a current box now, which is actually probably my favorite one to date. It's from the Negev, which is southern Israel, which includes Beersheba and goes down. There's like the Raman crater and goes all the way down to the border with Egypt and Sinai. Um, it's an incredible box. We work with an amazing organization there as well called Adi, and they work with um, with teens and young adults with Down syndrome. And they made this beautiful mm. ceramic plate with you know, this olive leaf painting on it. Um, that's one now. And then in a month's time, we're going to move on to the next box, which is going to be the Christmas box. The Christmas box, we've diverted from our typical journey. So usually every box comes from a specific region. Uh, for Christmas, I wanted to create something special. Uh, so it's we've kind of created the Christmas blessings box. And what we've created for this one is we've taken products from a few different cities to kind of really give you this um, beautiful flavor of the land of Israel all in one box. So we have products from Jerusalem and from Bethlehem and from Nazareth and from the Galilee and also some of the towns and, and areas surrounding those four main cities. Um, and we've kind of, it, it's it's a great, great, great box. I, I'm very excited for people to open it. It also includes beautiful, um, I'll, I'll, I'll sneak peek some, it includes um, some beautiful, we work with um, these two uh, Christian Arab families in Bethlehem. Uh, one guy's called Jamil Hosh, the other one's called George Shatra. Um, and they're both these olive wood like craftsmen and they're mm. amazing and they create the most incredible, incredible olive wood work. Uh, the amazing thing about them is that they only work with olive wood, which has been growing for over 150 years um, in Israel. 
uh, and everything is hand-carved and they've made beautiful ornaments for the Christmas tree. Um, nice. Two different ones, one's really big and one's a bit smaller in the shape of the Star of David. And um, there's like the nativity scene inside one of them. It's really, really, really beautiful. So it's also like very Christmas related. There's great foods, very uh, wintry, very hearty uh, foods. There's an amazing recipe that I finalized today um, with a friend <laughs> who's a, who's a, who's a pastry chef. He came over and we kind of finished the recipe today after like 15 things. We came up with one which we thought was good enough for the box. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. I'm super happy and I've been eating it all day. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's really good. It's it's using the the carob syrup, which is made by the, the cooperative in the Galilee, Sindiana, that works with Jews, Muslims and Christians. Um, there is um, this amazing tea blend as well inside of it. Um, there's beautiful art, uh, which we have in this box too. There is this really cool um, beeswax candle, actually. Um, there's this guy called Goren, and he were, he lives in a town called Ephrat, which is kind of between Jerusalem and Bethlehem. Uh, he's a young guy. He's like 27 years old or so. Um, he was a he was he was in the military, and he was a he was in charge of like reading the maps. He was a navigator, and he fell in love with maps and topography and kind of reading reading maps. So after that, he uh, he kind of played around on his 3D print and he started creating these 3D molds of different like sections of Israel. Um, and I asked if he can create for us something from the, from the Sea of Galilee. And what he's done is he's created a, an accurate 3D mold of the actual Sea of Galilee and the surrounding hills wow. and mountains around it. And then he's created these beautiful um, beeswax candles, which kind of like the exact shape of that area. So when you actually have that candle, you actually have like a completely top topographically accurate um, 3D beeswax map um, of the area and the galleries, different color. And there's a, it's, it's a candle, it's, it's amazing, um, completely unique. And we thought it was really cool and kind of tells so much story behind it. There's a lot more. It's a good box. That's, that's how, all that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds it's, really it's fun. It's great. And it's good for all ages. It's like, um, We've seen grandparents buying it for grandkids, grandkids buying it for grandparents, husbands, for wives, date nights, for your mother-in-law, for you know, for your <laughs> church groups. There's, there's everything. There's everything, and it's wonderful. Yeah, that sounds like a gift that people would like to open on Christmas morning. So, I mean, yeah, that's, it's like a, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, it's a gift with eight gifts inside. That's pretty cool. That's that's very cool. And and yeah. are are previous boxes available for people? Uh, so. Not yet. Occasionally, okay. what we do is we once you're a subscriber, you get access to an online store, which is for subscribers only. And it's kind of where we release products once a month. And very often we release the opportunity to buy previous boxes as well. And that's kind okay. of the way that that people can then buy boxes, which we've already had. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So what's what sort of what do you see as the future of this? I mean, it's it's a good it sounds like um, you know you've got this beautiful model, you've got these these great connections, uh, and this wonderful network that's forming. What do you what do you where's your next step? What do you think? Where do you think this is going? Sure. So uh, there's like two things. There's a more immediate one. Uh, so what's happened now is that you know the skies are open already for a year, and people are coming back to Israel. Tourism is back, and Tourists that have received art boxes are asking us for like the locations and dresses of the artisans we've worked with, and they've actually started including them in their trips, and they're going to them, and they're meeting them, and going with them for drinks or for a dinner. So it's kind of <laughs> creating this amazing community. Uh, so we're launching um, a tour company next year, 
uh, in the fall, uh, which we're super excited about. And it's going to take you on all the places which you'd normally go to, but um, it's got a few added elements to it. I'm like very detail oriented and I love nature and hiking and that type of stuff. So it'll be, it'll be a way more, um, it won't just be one of those tours where you just jump in a bus and go location to location to holy site to holy site and just see it. It's going to be a lot more kind of really connecting to the land. And it's very much focused on meeting the actual people that live here. So it's kind of, we haven't finalized the name, but it's like Artsa, Israel through the eyes of the people. And it's mm. all about meeting the people that live here and having meals with the people that live here and kind of really connecting them and meeting the artisans who kind of have provided you with gifts and kind of having those meaningful conversations and connections and building relationships and having very immersive experiences um, and kind of doing stuff which is completely unique and you wouldn't do on any other tour. So that's that's kind of something I'm super excited for, but that, you know, we're launching that uh, pretty much in, in just under a year from now will be the first tour. Um, and then the other thing is I want to create um, a lot of... So, we send you a box with a lot of gifts and then people go back to those artisans and they're like, we received, you know, your beautiful candle from Tzfat, which is this town outside. Um, it, it was like a very, like a spiritual religious town in, in the Galilee. Uh, we want to buy more of them. And then, the, you know, the suppliers, the artisans, they come to us and we're like, we received like a hundred orders today and we don't know what to do with it because we don't know how to fulfill to America. It's too expensive for us. We don't know how to deal with shipping. We need you guys to like, help us continue this relationship and kind of allow us to build outside of, of Israel. And that's happening with pretty much anyone we've worked with. So like over 70 something people have kind of been like, help us expand and grow our businesses and help us, you know, connect with people. Uh, so kind of trying to figure out the way of how we create this marketplace and how we kind of really build something in the States that allows for small to medium sized businesses in Israel to once they have beautiful products to actually be able to, go ahead to America and sell and we'll kind of be the connector there and figure out how we really allow them to really grow. Um, that's kind of the thing which excites me a lot at the moment. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, that's you're, you're building community in so yeah. many, um, so many incredible ways and, and it's communities that are, um, you know, telling the stories of the people of Israel. It's, it's, keeping these small businesses afloat um it's it's broadening the horizons of of folks from the states who may only have sort of cursory knowledge of what's going on in israel i, I just yeah. i just think that's that's it's a really just kind of beautiful uh connections and really beautiful community that that's you're yeah we've been very lucky i think the community has been a blessing to me <laughs> completely like i'm I, it's, it's how i start my mornings like we have like an online group as well just for our subscribers and I start my morning going on there and kind of seeing what people have written and photos and videos they've uploaded. And yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. I feel very, very lucky and very privileged. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd love to love to talk to you again when you have the, um, when you have the tours going, because I think we'd love to thank you. Yeah, let our, let our audience know about that as well. Are you, are you planning to come anytime? Oh, you know, um, I, I, it's, it's Added a thing that list. I would love, it's a thing that I would love to do. And I would yeah. actually, uh, the, the kind of tour that you're describing is the kind of tour I would want to do where it's actually getting to meet the people, eat with the people, see the yeah. nature, like, yes, see the yeah. holy sites, but also yeah. like for me, it would be more about like, okay, so what's, what's happening with people 
yeah. in 2023, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Four, yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm so on your, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> the, the challenges I'm trying to just create the, like the, the perfect mix of both of those as well. Cause like, yeah. you know, people who are coming to tours, the, the holy sites in the history is also very, very important. Absolutely. But for me, I, and I totally respect and I agree with that, but the other side, you know, it's a modern, vibrant, thriving country and has so much to offer. I kind of also want to show you what makes Israel Israel today. Um, yeah. So it's kind of connecting those two things. I love that. I love that. And that that's yeah. the kind of tour that I would that I would want to take. Um, yeah, so, we're so, waiting. We're waiting for you to join. OK, <laughs> I will. I will. And we'll definitely talk. We'll definitely talk about that again. Um, but uh, before we before we end, we like to ask all of our guests, we like to end with this question of what gives you hope and not a hope that ignores the challenges that are in the world that we live in, but a hope that kind of gets you out of bed and, and allows you to do the work that you're doing, which is which is building amazing communities. Good question. Good question. Happens to be that it's been a very depressing month on the news, like globally everywhere. So sometimes you wake up and you just think, wow, what, what is happening anywhere you look? Like every country is just crumbling. What gives me hope? I think it's kind of looking, I, I try and look at people and what people are doing and kind of what small differences they're making. Um, doesn't have to be like big change. It could be someone, a friend of mine or someone in the community is kind of doing something and trying to make a change or difference um or whether it's kind of some organization that you know and they now employ people with special needs or within app you know some you know organizations that help streets of the kids that we have the privilege to work with and it's just people like me and you and they've decided that you know uh, they're going to do something which makes a difference and whether it's big or whether it's small kind of um i try and uh read about them and speak to them and connect with them because those are the people that really inspire me to try and do something different and try and make a change as well. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be, you know, the people that are making global change and stuff. That's amazing as well. But it's also like the regular people like me um, who kind of doing their thing and, and playing their part, um, which I find very inspiring. And those people give me hope. And I think that's, I think that's, um, I, I 100% resonate with that. Like, you know, it, it's, it's each of us doing our small little incremental things yeah. uh, in the, in the places we have with the influences that we have, Yeah, you know, that, that uh, really make, really make an impact and really can keep you going. Yeah. That's, that's, um, yeah. The, the more we need more people like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Itai, thank you for this conversation. Um, how can people get connected with Arts of Box and, and, and get connected with you and, and the work that you're doing? Yeah, sure. So you can visit our site, which is www.artsabox.com. That's A-R-T-Z-A-B-O-X.com. You can follow us on Instagram, uh, which is our handles at Arts of Box. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We post a lot every day. We're very active and it's a great page. Um, also on Facebook, same thing at Arts of Box. Uh, you can always email me and I can send you my email if you want to include it. Like I'm always happy to, to speak to people and chat to people. Um, like, I, like I mentioned, it's one of the best parts of this. But yeah, mainly on our website, we try and include everything there. Our stories there, the people who we help is there. Um, and if people ever have 
any questions and want more information, they can always write to us over social media or send me an email and I'm always happy to, to chat more. Well, Itai, thank you so much for this conversation. I'm really excited that um, we're going to get to work with you as as the podcast. And really, you know, again, as I learned more about you, I, I was really excited that like this is something that I felt really good about getting behind and being able to say that that we're affiliated with you um, actually felt really good. Uh, so thank you for the great thank work you. that you're doing. Thank you for the opportunity thank to you. partner. And uh, I, let's let's make sure that we have this have more of these kinds of conversations. For sure. Thank you so much for your time. It's been really, really great to speak. And I'm looking forward to the next time we get an opportunity to speak. Thank you for listening to the Food and Faith podcast. Our collaborators are Wake Forest School of Divinity, Plain Song Farm, the Garden Church, and the Keep Until. Editing is by Derek Weston and music by Paul Deemer. Follow along and keep up to date with the podcast on Facebook at Food and Faith Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Food and Faith Pod, or on our website at foodandfaithpodcast.org.